0: For way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dies with out of PTM. Top fives and deep
1: dies with town of PTM. Top fives and deep dies with out of PTM. Top fives and deep dies with town of PTM.
0: Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin. I'm over here in LA. I've got Mike across the pond in London. Hello, bro.
1: Yo, how's it going?
0: Good, good. I know that you're very pumped about our topic today. I'm so, so excited. So, this is one
1: of one of my favorite topics ever. And and of course, coming from the mind of one of our greatest guests.
0: Oh, well, I can't wait till we get to introduce her in just a couple minutes. That topic is going to be top 5 aquatic horror movies. And before we get there, we're going to sort of keep on with that theme because our spotlight this week is the new M Night Shyamalan film Old. What do you think of this one, Mike?
1: I um you know, I didn't have the same like sort of like oh my god, I hate this visual reaction to some of the earlier Shyamalans, mm-hmm. but I also didn't think this was very good. I thought the concept was okay, and I actually thought it kind of got better like over time, except like until maybe the very ending. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think it was very scary. the The first act was a little bit like I don't know, almost like wooden. Like it, it felt like it wasn't fully fleshed out. But then as they kind of got into the concept, there was some more, more scary stuff that happened. I'm not sure if it was like consistently applied to all of the characters. Like it's a soup. It's like a sci-fi thing that doesn't. It doesn't totally add up if you try to think about it, but so I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. But at the same time I would like recommend it to people. Cause I think it's an interesting idea.
0: Yeah. I think I might've even been a little more harsh on it than you. I, I did not like it. And I will admit that I also thought the concept was intriguing, but I just thought it was incredibly poorly executed for anyone that out there that doesn't know what the hell this movie is about. Essentially, a family goes on like a tropical vacation, they go to this resort, they're told by, you know, one of the like head employees at the resort that there's this secret beach, it's a really nice escape. And, you know, they can get dropped off there and then get picked up later in the day. They go along with, uh, you know, a couple other groups of people. They get there and they realize there's no way out because, they just sort of like black out when they try to leave the way they came in and they are aging incredibly fast. So it goes from there. Yeah, I just it, it fell so flat for me for something with such an interesting concept. I I was really disappointed.
1: Well, they I feel like he, he pulls a lot of punches in the first hour. Like there's a lot of opportunities where they just like deliberately show things off screen sort of. Yes. And you're like, wait, no, that would have been like super scary if you could have showed it to me. And they do that a little bit later in the film. But like, yeah, by then it was sort
0: of. Yeah. Also, just like you said, like that, that word wooden you used. I, I just felt like that was like all of the acting for me. It was like really wooden and like
1: kind of clunky how it was put together. It, yeah. was, it was a little weird. It yeah. just
0: didn't feel right at all. It, 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 it was something that should have been a lot more enjoyable than it was. So for me, it's a pass.
1: I'm saying give it a watch because I didn't have like a lady in the water. Like, oh my God, hated that sort of reaction. But like it also, yeah. I think the concept's enough for you to see it, but don't you're not you're not going to love it.
0: So pretty much wait for it to be on TV when you just have an hour and 45 minutes to kill and then you can throw it on.
1: Exactly. Just stream it. Don't pay for it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about some movies we like a lot more in this episode. And I know we are, because we're talking about one of the great B movie genres, aquatic horror. And who better to have back for this, the The lady herself that, that drew the concept up. She was with us for Top 5 Alien Films, and now she's back. The one and only Casey Byron. What is up?
2: Hello. I'm so excited to be back for this one.
0: We're so excited to have you. They're so excited. This is your bread and butter right here.
2: <laughs> well, a specific entity of it, yes. I'm like subgenre of a subgenre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's your. That's right up Mike's alley, as you know.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: I cannot wait to see what you're coming with, because I've. While I know you like these films, we, I don't think we've ever specifically discussed one, so I have no idea where you're going.
2: Yeah. I have an idea maybe where you're going, but you'll shock me as always.
0: <laughs> There's yeah, Mike's going to take some left turn that we weren't fucking expecting and I'm 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 here for it. I'm ready, which is which is why he's going to just lead us off right now.
1: Okay, Mike, I'm happy you're, to.
0: You're taking us into this.
1: Left turn number 1. Here we go because my, my first movie has an unknown percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, meaning not that many people have seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but it's an absolute <laughs> classic for me. That is 1976's Mako, The Jaws of Death.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> sounds so made up. <laughs> no, no, this is a real film.
1: I did not make this film in my backyard. This is a real film. No. I have to admit that I I left off some better films for my number five spot so that I could just champion this movie. So (laughs) here we go. I mean, I really do enjoy it, but it's, uh, okay. So it's directed by William Graffay, who is like a regional filmmaker from Florida who also directed another great animal attack film called Stanley, um, amongst some other films. Interesting guy. Stanley. Stanley's a great film that you should also check out. I will say that Odd job is in this movie. So shout out to shout out Odd job, Harold incredible. Sakata. He's not the star, but he's in it. And he's not in very many films. So deserving for me. This is okay. So I'm not gonna give you a synopsis. Instead, I'm just gonna give you like the first two minutes of the film, and that will be the only thing you need to sell it. So there are some people on a boat. Uh, this all takes place in Florida, and they are like Reeling in um, a shark basically. So they're capturing a shark. We know from all these other movies You're not supposed to do that. We love the environment. We love sharks So then out of nowhere a dude swims up in a scuba outfit and like cuts the line That they're reeling in the shark on and you're like, oh, who's this dude? Like he's a, a shark rescuer. I'm down for this movie That's not all then he climbs aboard beats the shit out of all the fishermen and throws them to the sharks who proceed to eat these people. And he's actually like some sort of mass murderer who kills anybody that goes near sharks. Begin film. (laughs) I mean, do I really need to tell you anything else? Honestly, incredible
0: film. This just sounds so outrageous. And just, we've just started with just such a ridiculous mic pick, obviously.
1: And I'll tell you before I let Gacy go, I'll just tell you up front. I was only going to put one shark film on here, and this is it. So no more shark films coming.
0: Wow.
2: My goodness.
0: What a fucking wow. Okay. Okay. I'm a little bit stunned right now.
2: (laughs) My guess was that you were going to put one shark movie. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, he would never go for just like a real life thing. That exists in the water right now.
1: Yeah, I have a mixture of those. Okay, I, I cool. do I do look like a good Jaws ripoff and this is actually one of the earlier ones. This is 76, so it's like was put into production basically right after Jaws. An early Jaws ripoff. And again, like I said, this is completely different from Jaws in that it it's one of the first films that really portrays sharks as sort of the victims um of humans. So it it I don't want to say it's famous, but like that's maybe well one thing that it's known for.
0: Yeah, Mike's like, Mike's like, it's famous. It's famous. No one's ever seen it, but it's famous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, by known for, I mean, like by me and like a few <laughs> other people.
0: <laughs> Mike's on a very specific message board on the Internet. Yeah, and yes, there is yes. uh, there are six other people on there that are very they champion this film.
1: This film, you absolutely have to see it. It's, it's not <laughs> slick, as you would expect, but it, it has some. there's some good bones to it. I really do think this is a better film than it gets credit for.
2: I'm 100% going to watch this. I will watch any shark movie. So
1: Oh, you're, you're going to love it, Casey. Really? Yeah. There I will you let go. you know.
0: The Jaws of Death.
1: Great, great title.
0: Great pick. Great way to lead us off, Casey. Number five. What do you got?
2: All right. Number five is a classic. I think it's the only one on my list that is campy, but it is great. And it is Lake Placid.
0: Ooh, nice pick. Very nice. Yeah.
2: That one I hadn't seen in a very long time, but my family quotes it all the time. (laughs) Anything basically that's thrown at anyone, they go, stop throwing heads at me. (laughs) So (laughs) it's it's pretty popular amongst us, but yeah this is um for people that don't know it's a it's a crocodile movie in Lake Placid, which is in maine
0: new york i think new york New York
2: and then they well, I think the whole time they say, don't they say you've never been to maine, have you or something
0: oh yeah, you know what you're a hundred percent you're a hundred percent right, Casey. the real Lake Placid is in New York, the movie. Does take place in a fictional location in Maine, right? Okay, okay, Okay. my bad,
1: my bad.
2: (laughs) The most important part of this movie is that it takes place in Maine. Everyone (laughs) subgenre, all Maine movies, you can watch Lake Placid, it is great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this one is it's it's silly, but it's you know, it's not necessarily like scary. Scary, I mean, it was when I was younger, but. It's just got the lines, you know, the classic lines that you love in these kind of movies, which is half why we watch them. We obviously don't expect insane acting. And um, you get better than a lot of other ones in this one. But, um, but it's just, it's great lines, you know, like, we trapped him with our chopper. <laughs> and obviously the stop throwing head. So yeah, anyway, that Lake Placid Solid choice. And I did, just so you know, talk with my sisters for each one of these. So it's kind of a collective Byron sister list.
0: Wow. Here. Oh wow! Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Lindsay. Incredible. We're getting just the full, the full Byron experience right now. Yes. Wow. Great number five. I'm actually really sad that this was like I had a list of all the movies I wanted to get to. And I've seen Lake Placid long ago when I'm sure we all three did. And that was like one of a few that were like really wanted to get to that I didn't. So I'm glad you got it on there. And I, I cannot wait to revisit it very soon because now it's on my mind. And I love a good camp fest. So great number five. My number five. There's a little camp in my number five as well. And this was a, a film that I'd never seen until this watch. Ooh. And I really enjoyed it. Had a great time. And that is 1978s piranha. Oh, cool. This is uh, I believe the first maybe the first film made about our our friendly piranhas. but I know that it also was considered, you know, in the realm of the Jaws off. you know ripoffs, what they came after. This was three years after Jaws. It's got Brad Bradford Dillman and uh, Heather Menzies Urich. If, if those names ring a bell to anyone, Kevin McCarthy as well. What happens is the film opens, as, as is classic in these types of films, uh, to a couple, a guy and a girl. They sneak into a fenced-off, no-trespassing property that, of course, we find out later used to be like government uh, ground. They swim in like a pool that they find, and they both get fucking killed by piranhas. A girl goes looking for them and she ends up accidentally unleashing these piranhas into the river nearby. And then this just leads to absolute mayhem as there's, there's a summer camp with kids nearby that all play in the water and you can see where it goes from here, but it is just a ton of fun, just a ton of fun. This movie, I was really surprised and just had an absolute blast for you know however long this was an hour and a half hour forty five minutes.
2: <laughs> this is the movie that I finished watching minutes before that I pushed oh, um, nice. this podcast off with my mom. So <laughs> um, she was like, "Have you have you seen Piranha?" And we were watching it and just being like, "Wow, this is this is terrible effects, but also <laughs> gory and like insane and more blood than most of the other films that." Um, that are on the list. So, so I enjoyed it. Um, I couldn't put it on my top five, but it's in my honorables. So I I definitely thought, um, it was worthwhile. It had some good lines. Like what about the goddamn piranhas? They're (laughs) eating the guests, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are some fantastic lines. Yeah. It just was like, it was a pretty, for being only, I'm looking it up now. Yeah. It was an hour and 34 minutes for being pretty short. I thought like it was a pretty well-rounded movie. had had all the ingredients for a fun a fun time with Aquaticore.
2: It was hard to choose between that one and the 2010 one because I was like, I don't know. It's the exact same movie, better actors, better effects. I would guess.
1: I'll tell you right now, I prefer Piranha 3D to to Joe Dante's Piranha. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I think they're both very good. Uh, and I will say, Piranha 3D is slightly less good when it's in 2D. Like, you kind of had to be there?
0: Yeah, you can tell the the 2D moment, or the 3D moment in 2D. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, piranha, it's it's classic. That, that weird piranha noise will stick with me forever. Um, I don't understand why they make that noise, but it's just tremendous. And as you said, one of the classic Jaws ripoffs.
0: Yes.
2: My mom also said they're real. Like, they actually do... I mean, they know they're real, but, like, they actually do, like can kill you insanely fast
0: like they can rip flesh
2: insanely fast
0: yeah definitely
2: i'd have to see the real the real thing in action
0: you might die though
2: not not on (laughs) me like you know a simulation you'll you'll throw someone
0: else (laughs) in as sacrifice
2: yeah piranha 4d (laughs)
0: 4dx 40x.
2: have you guys seen but just have you guys seen any movies of the 40x theater i have it's pretty fun I think
0: it's fun. Okay, it's really fun. You know, what's my one critique, Casey? The screen is pretty small.
2: Yes, it is. Maybe it's because they want you to feel like you're in the screen, so it's really the the size of the room. Like it's like a shorter ceiling room.
0: Yeah, that could be. But 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 give me the bigger screen. With the bigger screen, I think it would like I'd go to like every movie that way. It's like a fucking theme park ride.
2: It really is. Like it moved around with everything. It like sprayed you with water when you needed to be sprayed. It like it it like vibrated when there was shots fired. It was crazy. Just crazy. Anyway, I think it'd be interesting if we saw that with an underwater horror movie.
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's a great idea. I like
1: it. Um wait, that's me for number four. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, so if you listen to our alien episodes, you already know. But one of the the hotbeds Of amazing B movies is the 50s so I'm headed back to 1955 to another movie that I'm way higher than consensus on uh, but I don't care because I love it and that is 1955's It Came From Beneath the Sea
0: oh (laughs) well this isn't surprising I just didn't think about this one but 1955 I'm just like oh yeah of course okay here we go
1: yeah so this is uh, directed by Robert Gordon, who probably didn't direct anything anybody knows. But he did was an actor in The Jazz Singer, which is like a super famous movie. But regardless, um, this film is about a giant octopus. End of synopsis. Because anything that's not the giant octopus is admittedly very bad. But the octopus looks incredible. This is, uh, it's made by Ray Harryhausen who is like incredibly famous for doing these special effects in these movies. We've talked about him already and Jason and the Argonauts. Um, but yeah, any like the storyline here is not very good. And then when it just lets itself be giant octopus attacks San Francisco Bay, uh, it's incredible. So it, you know, it, it's, it's attacks in the water. It attacks on land. It even attacks in the air. Don't ask how. And, uh, It's just amazing. It's just amazing. One of my favorite movies from the time. Gives me that kind of sentimental feeling. And I just want to see Octopus. Maybe it's a squid. I don't even know. Just destroy cities somehow. It's my ideal movie. So it came from beneath the sea. Wow.
0: 1955. I will not be watching it. But everyone else have fun. (laughs) I'm looking
2: at pictures. it It looks very good for the time i do agree
1: it's really good it's really good yeah the the rest of the film has not aged well though there's even like a narrator that just like pops up every now and then for no reason which would be which is one of the many many things i'm overlooking to put this movie on my list let's
0: put it that way there's there's a lot being overlooked
2: i mean we have there's only they're only gonna hit in this genre they're you're only gonna hit a couple of the things You're not going to get all of the things. So you have to just choose what is your best. And that's why I knew you would hit all the ones that Justin and I wouldn't. Because you'd be like, no, the the best monster is the thing.
1: Yes. That's what I'm going for here.
2: Yeah. And I feel like I want another octopus movie that fits into Justin and I's era.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There should be more octopus movies coming out now. I don't know why that's not happening. There's a lot of shark stuff still coming out. There's a lot of alligator stuff still coming out. But no octopus. Where's the giant squid? That's what I want to know.
2: I mean, the octopus teacher might have told us that they're too smart to get involved in such a thing, or maybe they are so smart that they could get involved in such a thing and get rid of us.
1: It's
0: kind Mm. of a great idea.
1: I like an idea where, like, at the end of the day, a giant squid will have taken over the entire planet because we're too stupid to stop it. Yes. I that. Like it's an that.
2: amazing That's idea.
1: Good. That's not
0: bad. Let's let's pitch this.
1: I think we've found our first film, collab.
2: It was inevitably
0: gonna happen. This is what we'll talk about when Mike visits LA. We'll we'll take some meetings. We'll take some meetings about the squid movie.
1: Um okay well until then, this is the best squid movie out there. Unless you're afraid of old movies, watch this. It's it's only 79 minutes. You will absolutely enjoy it. Uh, and that's, yeah. So I guess it's over to you, right? Casey, number four?
2: Yes. Going right along, my number four is a arguably not great acted movie, but it has some of the things, and it is 47 meters down.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I just want to say... Yeah. That big shout out, Mandy Moore. Big shout out, big to Mandy shout Moore. Out. Also, big shout out to my old company, Freestyle Releasing, that is now called Entertainment Studios. When it released this film as well, uh, they released Forty Seven Meters Down, and it's one of their big, one of their biggest movies. Made a shit ton of money on a small budget, so I'm 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 excited for that reason that you put it on your list, Casey.
2: I remember you working there, so I'm happy that that worked out. I don't know if they had anything to do with the other parts of the franchise because those I will not speak to and they do not come anywhere near my list. No. (laughs) But 47 meters down, for some odd reason, even with the poor acting that it had, it's still in my top five because it was decently scary and the twist is fucking awesome. So I won't say anything about that, but I did rewatch it recently with my dad and he had to walk out and didn't and couldn't watch it because the (laughs) acting (laughs) of mandy moore was too bothersome but um he's he's not an aquatic horror fan so if you are i think you would really enjoy this movie the concept is that two sisters are vacationing in mexico and they go shark cage diving and it's rickety and it you probably shouldn't have done it, but they do it and they and it gets pulled down and falls off and the cage goes 47 meters down and it's basically the the insanity that ensues after that and it's fully hitting the genre. It is 100% underwater the entire time and it's scary. It's good. I mean, it's not good good, but it's good for this genre.
0: I I respect the pick and I'm glad that it's on there. So someone's repping it. I wasn't as hot on it. I thought I did think the twist, which of course we won't say, was a very solid twist that I wasn't expecting. And I actually, you know, I'm gonna give Mandy some props. I don't think she's that bad. I, I think, you know, she does just a fine job in this. And uh, and the concept itself is terrifying what happens to them. It's so hard because there's so many shark movies in this genre. I will say this one is, is f- somewhere in the middle for me. It's definitely not even close to one of the worst. So it's, it's a solid choice. It's a solid choice.
1: My favorite part of 47 Meters Down is how they routinely try and like describe shark behavior. Um, and then they do, the, they do the exact opposite thing on screen. Like, they're like, oh, this shark can sense you from five miles out. And, you know, Mandy Moore's very scared. But then later on, she, like, hides behind a rock and the shark can't see her. <laughs> or they're like, sharks, oh, don't worry. They always attack from below. And then they like routinely get attacked, like, on the very bottom of the ocean somehow. And they just keep, like, having these hilarious mismatches in the script, which just, like, absolutely kills me.
2: <laughs> well, they didn't talk to their post house, okay?
1: No. No, it's just it's just hilarious. I love it. Oh. But I disagree. I really don't think Mandy Moore's that bad. I'm not saying like anyone in this film is incredible, but like I mean, for, for what it is, like I don't think that she's demonstrably worse than everything else happening in the film.
0: She's probably like, to be fair to her, probably the best actor in the film. Like which obviously no one is that great in it, but but she's got some, you know, she's got a few chops. She's got a few acting chops.
2: I think we can give her credit because the entire time you're terrified if you're her. Yes. So yeah. in most movies, just to give the audience a reprieve of like screaming and being yeah, scared true, or whatever, true. we have like an you know, a, people act like they're calm and they're fine and they can have a normal conversation, they can banter and they can have this a, a song and a dance, and you're just like, No, she's if you were down there, you would be absolutely like the most annoying version of yourself ever
0: yes so fucking true
2: because of that i think that she actually did a a very good job for this but i understand for someone that wasn't you know signed up for that that amount of screaming then yeah maybe you would have find, find it hard to watch
0: fair can, enough But that i'm, is I'm fair glad fair. we're all defending
1: her I, I feel yeah. feel like we've defended the film and I like it.
0: I mean, she just she's so great in she's great in her role in Entourage. I got to defend her to the death for everything else now, in which she's starring in an aquatic film. Facts, Aquaman. That's
1: true. Oh That's wow! True. Wow! Circle Forty-seven meters down. Just yeah.
0: Oh, maybe working on the fake film is what led her to take the real film in real life. Eventually, wow, Wow. wow, wow. that's
1: incredible! What a connection!
0: Shit is getting trippy. All right, I'm gonna take us to my number four, which is gonna take us to an animal we have not dealt with yet. Oh yes, my least favorite in the world: snakes, and that movie is 1997's Anaconda.
1: Yeah, (laughs) great. Great, great pick.
0: I couldn't help myself. It doesn't even matter that the snake looks absolutely outrageous watching it today. You know, it's it's clearly a massive animatronic snake, but it's just so fucking fun. This was one of the the, the great sort of horror blockbusters, in my opinion, when we were growing up. Probably plays a part in my completely irrational fear of snakes. But I mean, you have Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube heading this one up, Uh, you know, two musicians that are acting in here, and they're both great. You have John Voight in arguably his most ridiculous role of all time. I mean, just his voice alone is absolutely outrageous. Uh, You've got Owen Wilson. You have a quick Danny Trejo appearance at the beginning. Eric Stoltz, it's just, it's it's a really good cast about this documentary crew that's in the Amazon and they're, you know, taking a, a boat down the river and they end up running into this snake hunter played by John Voight, who is hunting this this legendary anaconda. And it is just absolutely ridiculous in the best way possible. And Ice Cube's the fucking man in this movie.
1: What I love most about this pick is that there's not a lot of snake aquatic horror. No, even even Anacondas, Anaconda Two, Anacondas, is is not an aquatic horror. So I think that's a very smart pick, and I'm here for it. Thank
0: you.
2: I have not seen this one. Embarrassingly, what? Wait, wait, what? I what?
1: <laughs> Casey. I know. No. <laughs> Does that mean you also haven't seen Anacondas, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid?
2: (laughs) I have not. (laughs) I have not.
1: Oh, my God. Another classic. Oh, my God.
2: I know. My my biggest fear of this fear podcast (laughs) episode (laughs) was that I was not going to see the movies that you said on the podcast. I was like, they're going to school me on my own favorite genre.
0: Oh, my God. Well, look, you know what? We're not even mad we're just disappointed. But no, no, no. Really? We're- <laughs> I'm happy that you get the joy yes, of seeing yes. it now. You, you're going to get the joy of seeing it for the first time. And it is... I have no doubt in my mind you're going to have an enjoyable time watching it.
2: Oh, I don't doubt it. And I almost watched it last night. It was so close. Oh. That's that's the thing about this genre is that like it's, it took me 100 years just to pick which one I was going to invest the time in. I
0: know. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. But you know what? This is just going to make for... Some fun viewing hopefully in the next few weeks.
1: Oh yeah. So true. So, so that's true. me, number three, right? It's you, sir. Okay, well, so my number four pick, it came from beneath the sea. It was very clearly a ripoff of my number three pick from 1954, which is <laughs> Godzilla.
0: Godzilla. Here he is. Here he
2: Godzilla.
0: is. Godzilla. I didn't even realize Godzilla's aquatic core.
2: I didn't I didn't either. I'm literally like Godzilla. Godzilla.
0: now that i'm thinking of it i totally understand the argument for it but i definitely had not thought of it and of course mike somehow found his way to sneak in yet another movie pre-1960s
1: and it's not it's not the last
0: but, i had a uh, feeling I, I know what the other one's gonna be
2: are the picks growing in size or what's happening <laughs> here?
1: Uh, i think this is my biggest pick i think we've it doesn't get much bigger than godzilla okay um, But yeah, this one is definitely aquatic horror and and it's definitely a very, very different tone from the other Godzillas, the other 60 Godzillas or however the fuck many there are. But this is, yeah, so 54, directed by Shiro Honda. He directed a whole bunch of other Godzillas after this. Cast is actually pretty solid. The actor that I'll call out is Takashi Shimura, who has 309 credits and he's been in like a ton of Kurosawa movies and stuff. So he's sensational in this film. Ooh. I think we all know what it's about, obviously, by me saying Godzilla. Um, but yeah, this one is by far the most sort of somber. Um, it's very, very close to, you know, the end of the war. And there's a big connection between, you know, the nuclear bombs and kind of the devastation that they've um, caused. And I think the other thing that I really like about this movie is that it is, it's kind of like a foundational movie, in, like Japanese horror. So there's a lot of themes of like water and sort of old generation versus young generation like disruption of the sort of harmony of nature that appears in a lot of other Japanese horror movies and the the end of this is really uh it's really it's really well done it's really emotional and and yeah like I said if you've only seen I guess the Godzilla movie came out this year right was that last year Godzilla versus Kong yes let's just say if you've seen the 98 and later Godzilla's or however many whatever that one came out like this is very, very different, and it's absolutely worth a watch. Okay. Well, we know you won't watch it, because it's 54, making it one year earlier than the last movie you wouldn't watch.
0: All right. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I absolutely am down to watch some old films. I feel like more often than not, I have a pretty good grip on if it's something that like I should invest my time in, and if it will like be worthwhile for me. I think an old Godzilla film, I, I could I could have fun. I could have fun.
1: Okay. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And I agree. I, I understand. You will watch some older movies. I'm only saying you weren't going to watch it because it's older than, know, the,
0: than the previous <laughs> one. I was like, I just like looked up the one before and I like, I saw it. It? I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to feel hey. this one. But like for, obviously we joke so much that I, I do lean newer films. But for me, the true cutoff of like, If you were to say a movie and it is 1960 or later, I'll watch it every time. It's pre-1960. That's the real barrier for me where I got to think about it because some of these films, sadly, are just lost on me.
1: Well, if I get you to watch one out of two so far, I'll feel like that's a win.
0: Okay. I love it. That's a deal. I'm writing it down right now. Casey, Godzilla.
2: I have not seen either. I saw the Godzilla not these crazy Godzilla vs Kong one, but what was the one where it looked like it was right for a sequel? It was like forever ago. It was like when I was in high school, and they and oh the there one was in like New York. The last scene was the egg. And it oh, was like, in Madison oh, Square Garden.
0: That's the one with Matthew Broderick, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's the one I've seen. And I was like, I loved that one, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for the sequel. And then it never happened.
0: Never happened. That one was so fun. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I had a great time with that one too. Our guy Roland Emmerich. Yes. Into that one Independence Day. Independence Day. Well,
2: that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I don't understand why they didn't. It was so. It was like that last scene. I was like, oh, I cannot wait. It's totally gonna happen. And then. They decided to remake a hundred other, yeah. other movies. That's,
0: so that's yeah. sadly what happened. Yeah. Well, you know what case, in my opinion, you haven't been missing much. I've seen all of them since then. And the one that came out this year, Godzilla versus Kong was probably my favorite since then, just because it was generally a good time. It, it still wasn't anything like, wow, this is amazing. But it was, it was a good time at the theater Whereas the others have all been fine, but just n- none of them are – none of them have been special. I'll say that in my opinion. In my opinion.
2: All right. So this is the one. Is that what you're saying? Not you, Justin. Check this one out.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is the original, but it's, it's – uh, yeah, this is like a real, a real film. Honestly, check it out.
2: Okay. All right. So um, back to my little niche. I, my number three is 2010's The Reef.
0: Wow, this this is on my honorables. Great, great, great pick.
2: This one is so perfectly scary for me because it is so possible. Mm -hmm. And that is like, I don't my sisters can attest that I don't really handle proper horror very well. I has to be really good and has to be worth all of that havoc because I and I've mentioned it to you guys when the alien episode that I just get scared super easily. And I like to be scared, but it has to be worth it. And in this movie, it was fully like worth it. It was like, oh yeah, this is, I could totally picture myself here. And I don't know why I want to be here in the water for this, but I am. Anyway, it's about um, a great white shark hunting, a bunch of capsized uh, cap people after their sailboat capsized mm-hmm. and they're trying to um, make it to land that they cannot see. And this, you know, one guy who's a sailor with them says that there's land 12 miles away and that they can swim it and it would be better than staying on the capsized boat and hoping that someone finds them. It's just, it's constantly, I couldn't even imagine being in the water and just trying and just assuming this whole time that there's no sharks around me and then, you know, having certain people maybe die. And yeah, so it just... um It's, you know, not amazingly well acted, but it's definitely, I mean, you feel it, you're scared and it's based on a true story. So that's also helps to make it even more scary. But, um, they took a lot of creative license with it because I looked up the real story and there was no romance and all these other little things that make it Hollywood appropriate, but still, it could happen to you
0: we'll we'll let him we'll let him slide for that. We'll let him slide yeah. because it's pretty fucking you, that's a great way of putting it. It it feels very real. It feels like this could just happen to anyone and a small like group of, you know, friends, couples, whatever. It's it's you really feel like Oh, okay. Like this, I don't want to put myself in this situation ever because this could fucking happen.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. And it's uh, especially in the first half, the second half sort of devolves a bit, I think, into more like, like you said, they take some license to make it more like horror movie archetype type stuff. But like the first half, it seems real. People, the characters don't just start acting like crazy, um, just because that's what you see in like a lot of films like this, which definitely helps. Um, sort of add that realistic element to it, and and obviously, um, you know, the director of this film did Black Water too, and it's uh, you know, he takes like footage of real animals and puts it in there uh, in a way that doesn't feel doesn't feel like it's just spliced in. It feels like it's part of the movie, but obviously, it
0: adds to that sort of tangible quality of it. Yeah, it is a great pick, great pick, Casey.
2: That's so interesting that you said that, um, Mike, because I watched Black Water last night and I did not realize. It was the same director. Oh, and yeah. I thought, yeah. And I thought it was pretty good.
1: I think Blackwater's, I think both of these movies are pretty solid. I mean, the Blackwater sequel is not very good, but like both of them are, are pretty solid films. I like
0: them.
2: Yeah. Blackwater definitely, like, that's played, that played very realistic to me as well.
0: Yeah, totally. Can we just say that Mike, of course, has seen the Blackwater sequel as well?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I oh. mean, should he just have his own podcast?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Blackwater Abyss. Don't watch it. I'm sorry.
0: All right. I am taking us to Florida for my number
1: three. Ooh. Is it Mako the Jaws of Death? Mako the Jaws of Death 2.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, it's actually the fourth. It's actually the fourth. <laughs> um I like I like number fours in, in franchises. But uh it is crawl. 2019's oh, wow. Crawl.
2: I'm so glad it's on there.
0: Okay,
1: this is an interesting
0: pick. So, for anyone that's unaware of what this movie's about, it, and it, there's a chance it might be the most recent movie on any of our lists. It follows a uh, this swimmer. Uh, her name's Haley. She's played with Kaya Sc- Scodelario, if you know her. She's, she's pretty big uh, in the UK. She was in Skins there. She gets a call from her sister who tells her that there's this this crazy hurricane coming on its way to Florida. Get the hell out of the state. And she's worried about her her father, who's sort of he's he's estranged from the family. She's not able to reach him. And so before getting out of the state, she goes to try to find him to make sure he's okay. Anyway, she ends up going to like their old family house uh in this place, Coral Lake. Where it's already flooding super quickly. And she gets there. Her dad's there. He's unconscious. The house is just filling up with water. And they can't get out. Because there are several large alligators. And it becomes just this crazy sort of survival movie. And having to evade the alligators and not be killed by them. And it's just... I remember I, I saw this in theaters here with uh, with one of my buddies, Dylan Finnerty. Shout out to him, obviously, who was on the uh, Pixar films episode. And we both were just so pleasantly surprised by this. It was it was super fun, has some great scares, has some some very thrilling moments. I think some some smart moments and is definitely my favorite alligator or crocodile. Based oh wow. film. Okay,
2: I love this movie.
0: Yes,
2: I just want—I wanted you to have some some positive feedback right off the bat that I I pr- I approve of this. <laughs> um, yeah, it almost was my number five. I thought it was pretty well done for all that. I was like definitely scared. I thought the attacks and all of that were real, and I love Kaya from Skins. I watched all of Skins when I was Big shout younger, out so. Big shout out. Um, And yeah, so I, yeah, I approve of this pick for sure.
1: Yes. Thank you. I'm not the biggest fan, but um, interesting pick. Uh, You you. know, Alexander Aja also directed Piranha. So good for him and a bunch of other, you know, interesting films with sort of unique ideas. Um, One of, one of my favorite jump scares is in this film where we very, the very first time that we see an alligator And I guess uh, the only other thing I'll say is, you know, I think we're going to get these movies, aquatic horrors, they'll always happen because horror movies just constantly get made. But we've talked about a ton of Jaws ripoffs, and now we're starting to see ripoffs of uh, Sharknado. And this is one of the most notable ones. It's Alligator Hurricane. It's just, yeah, I'm for it. I don't love the film, but the idea is great. Why not?
0: Okay. Okay. I'll take some endorsement. I'll take I can't some wait to talk about more alligator films later.
1: If not on my list, then, oh. then in honorable mention.
0: Okay. Let's fucking go.
1: Um, so that's me, number two. Well, Let's I'm go. also going to bring a new animal into the fold. And it's Let's it's go. not one that there's going to be many other films about. And this is a film I love. It absolutely pained me to not put this as my number one, which is replaced by yet another film that I love. This is 1977's Orca.
0: Ooh. I've also never seen this.
1: Oh, uh, wow. This film. I haven't I either. You overstate how great this film is, honestly. So from the top, Michael Anderson directed this film. He also directed Logan's Run. So I'm not saying it's the best film ever, but we've got a competent director. We've got Richard Harris in our leading role, who you may know from way later on. He was Dumbledore in the original what is it, two Harry Potter movies before he died?
0: Oh, wow. He's
1: also Marcus wow. Aurelius in Gladiator. He's also in a fantastic film called Strike Commando 2. That could be on another episode. Then one of my personal favorite actors, Will Sampson, who unfortunately only acted for like a decade, but he's like the co-lead in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, if you know him. Oh, yep. um, yeah. Yeah, he tragically died. But but anyway. Um, and then they've just thrown oh. in like some of the – like. Hot girls that they could find, are the age. So Charlotte Rampling, who's British, and Bo Derek, who's you know obviously well known, and Robert Carradine is in this film. The budget is unknown, but it's pretty big. So it's like similar to Jaws, uh, which is obviously ripping off, except that they wanted to find something that they deemed scarier than Jaws, which is a killer whale. And <laughs> this this fucking killer whale. So they they got real like real whales to do it. There's also some fake like some great. Uh, like models but they got trained whales to be in it. Um, and it all looks really really good. And I I don't even, I want to tell you the first scene but I can't even ruin it cuz it's just that good. I will say that this is also the only difference from Jaws again is similar to Mako. This is one where like you're totally rooting for the whale. Like it's a very like environmental thing and there's an orca funeral that happens and there's orcas crying in the film. Uh, I'm not making any of that up. Uh and it's I mean this movie is it's it's better than Jaws. I don't know what to say. It's Jaws, but better with a killer whale. It's incredible. It's incredible. I can't give anything wow, else. Wow,
0: that is a fucking ringing endorsement.
1: It's it's so good. It's My so. Goodness. It's a very different film, obviously, right? I mean, Jaws is like legitimately a great film, and this is like a tremendous B movie. But like, you have to do yourself a favor and watch this film.
0: Okay, I I mean this when I say thus far from this episode this is definitely the movie that I haven't seen that I'm going to watch first.
2: I agree with that because I almost watched this one last night as well. Wow! Looking looking up what to watch on IMDb or any of the ratings is impossible in this genre. Yeah. (laughs) Because everything that has a high critic score has a terrible audience score and all the different Google, IMDb, whatever. It couldn't be more skewed. And I was like, I don't know, is Orca great? Or is it not oh, great? It's great? And it's obviously great. Probably not as great as my number two. Lies, but okay. <laughs> are we are we segueing? Go ahead. It's obviously free willy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jaws.
0: Of course, someone had to have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would make an incredible double feature, though.
2: Free Willy and Jaws or Orca? Jaws?
1: No, Orca and Jaws. Free Willy and Jaws. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Free
2: Willy and Orca might be a really great back to back.
1: That sounds
0: like Maybe. A, hell of a compliment. <laughs> Start with Free Willy and then go for the fucking killer whales.
2: <laughs> well, you know, he, he escapes and then he wreaks havoc on all the people that had him endangered. <laughs> so, I mean, ca- or captured. I like it. That's our second idea, guys. I so love I'm that saying. idea. There are two. There are two amazing ideas that I feel like this is how people write like this genre of movies. Yeah. They just Agreed. think about like exactly what you said about Sharknado, like and Crawl. It's like you just take two things that you already like yeah. in the genre and you just put them together. It's a fusion.
0: It's a fusion film. Let's take three things. We'll fucking up it. Let's up the ante. Let's take three things we like and put it at one film.
2: Yes, like Godzilla versus Kong, but underwater with all of these animals like a little <laughs> bit more like it's us and two and the shark and Maybe the there's orca. an
0: anaconda, too, just for good measure.
1: <laughs> Let's have our number two picks battle it out. Orca v. Jaws. Wow. Ooh, wow. Why hasn't
2: there been that? And then at
1: the end, both of them team up to fight either a gigantic snake or a gigantic squid.
2: I'm not just saying this. People will watch this. I
0: think you 100%. It. I think you it.
2: <laughs> if not from this podcast alone, but just one headline would get enough people to, like, get your money back. Especially with found footage. But, anyway, Jaws, as number two, obviously classic. I don't think I need to explain to anyone what it's about. It is my older sister Lindsay's favorite movie of all time.
0: Shout out, Lindsay.
2: And she has had us watch it more than I would have watched it already, already loving it. So I didn't rewatch it for this round, but it was, it's just, it's a classic and it had to be on, had to be on the list. And it, you know, we've mentioned however many movies just copied it and just put some other animal in place. So I don't think I, I don't think I need to go on.
0: Yeah. I mean, really jaws. (laughs) I did rewatch it this week and obviously Steven Spielberg, Three leads, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss. And I mean, this is by most people in film history considered the first true summer blockbuster ever. And yeah, it's it's so funny. Like this isn't even meant to be a knock on the film because it's a classic. I just I've watched it so many times now, but I just I've never fully loved it. And I want to love it because I I do think it has all the ingredients And it is good just for whatever reason. It's not like one of my favorites, but it's, it's, you just see the, the forming of what the summer blockbuster becomes. And I, I think it's incredible what they do with this movie at the time. And I mean, the shark at the time was, was unbelievable that they were able to, to bring that to life. And, you know, it looks a little bit sillier these days, but Everyone does a good job in this movie and yeah, it's, it is good. I, I just wish, I wish it clicked more for me because I, I want it to like, I, I want it to, and I don't know the whole part, the whole like act that's on the boat with the three guys doesn't hit me as much as I always wanted to. That's always where the, the movie slightly loses, loses me. But I know for a lot of people, that's probably most people's favorite part. But I mean, I'm so glad you have this because it's it's the biggest classic of the entire genre.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I watched this most recently probably last summer, and it very much struck me how much it like represented what was going on in the world with COVID and like how everyone in the beginning is like, no, no, like don't worry about the safety, like we just have to focus on the Dude, economy. Dude, I was thinking about thing. that too. Yeah. And uh it's, and if you haven't read the Jaws Log by Carl Gottlieb, it's a really cool book um, about sort of making the film. Uh, but yeah, i'm I'm a gigantic fan. I, I absolutely love Orca more, but there it's like really, really a great movie, Jaws.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was the first one, at least it at that time because they didn't have, you know the graphics and everything that we have now um, and the CGI that it did what Alien did in terms of not showing it too much. Yes. So the fear was way more that you're, you know, scared of seeing it and you don't know where it is and that camaraderie and like the fear in their their eyes on the on the ship. It's it's just so realistic. You know, it's it's that sense of like they're not an insane buddy crew because they were three random people that were placed together and you know, they only have that one drunken night where they're all drinking together, yep. but it still ends up becoming you know they're totally terrified and it's just the dynamic of those three worked for me in that way because they would never be in the same room together but this happened to be why and then they're all terrified and all deal with it in totally different ways which i really like so
0: also how could we how could we move on from jaws without mentioning one of the most iconic film scores of all time by john williams i mean Holy shit, the music. its And just...
1: can we also mention the ride at Universal, which scared the shit out of me when I was a kid? <laughs> that shit was scary
0: as fuck. Yes. Oh, I There's agree. Fire and shit. That shit is ho- Oh, my God. Dude, I think they might have closed it down, which is really sad. Really? Yeah.
1: Because there was a real shark in there and it ate people because that's another plot that's of a, a movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> we should definitely oh, my that. gosh.
0: That's the ride movie. To come
2: to life. That is the movie.
0: Holy Fuck, that would be an epic movie. It's not bad. I think we're doing some great fucking work
1: tonight. We really, especially
2: are. if it's if it's closed down. I mean, it's probably like not that expensive to rent it because it's just Guys. sitting there not being oh, used.
1: Wow. Film like at the real location. That's
0: incredible. Yes,
1: of course.
0: Guys, pod, This podcast is really just a brainstorm session. This is just incredible.
1: Can we like somehow copyright these ideas? Like, are they ours now? Or if someone we have said to this them, the don't movie? you dare
0: steal these ideas, people.
1: I think Patreon
2: is just going to be now like a writing session for
1: people, just like <laughs> joining sessions. in and being I like, like "Yeah, like
0: <laughs> join our Patreon, get exclusive writing sessions with us." This is what we do now.
1: And if you want to make this and give us like a story by credit, like that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Associate producer cred, maybe yeah. you know, it's an arbitrary title for for just being part of this. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll take laughs> it. with us.
1: Wow. Okay. I mean, it's you, right, Town Number Two?
0: Number two. Well, no sharks, no whales, but we're back to piranhas and we're yes. back to Alexander Aja, about a decade earlier than Crawl, 2010's Piranha 3D.
2: Dun 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 dun. Amazing
0: film. The entertainment level here is just on another level. It really is. We've got Elizabeth Shue, Adam Scott, Jerry O'Connell, Ving Rames, Jessica Zor. Christopher Lloyd, Richard Dreyfuss, Paul shear, There's great, great cast in this. Also, Jerry O'Connell is just so fucking ridiculous in this. He's so good in it. I mean, this is, it's really too much. And it's spring break on this, on a lake. And this, like, Tremor Underground releases all these fucking piranhas like these like fucking prehistoric piranhas and mayhem ensues but it's just it's just that perfect amount of they just of camp they just know exactly what this is there's just the gratuitous nudity that's just ridiculous and they're they're just like playing on it very specifically There's the outrageous characters that, of course, get killed in the most outrageous ways. And yes, there is a floating dick at one point that is chomped off by a piranha. It's actually like an entertaining ride trying to, you know, defeat these guys. The ending, which I won't ruin, is absolutely hysterical and just an awesome ending to a B-movie. And the the again, there's just such a fun cast of characters. Christopher Lloyd's hilarious and great in this. Like, it it just hits every level of just the one of the most entertaining B movies of the last decade or so.
1: Yeah, and Richard Dreyfuss in the beginning is such a great, like, hilarious, fun cast. Obviously, with Obviously, and with Jaws. Out. Yeah. Oh but, my god. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there's, yeah, you said there's gratuitous nudity, but there's also just like porn stars, like half yes, the credits yes, are like porn yes, stars, yes. which is hilarious. Yes. Uh, Jerry O'Connell is amazing. His his last words where he's like, <laughs> wet t-shirt, wet t-shirt, <laughs> and the wet t-shirt contest host is Eli Roth. And yes. actually, like, there's, I mean, there's there's good stuff all throughout, but the one scene where everything really pops off with like all the college people, the sort of, I hate to use this word, but like mise-en-scene of all of it is truly, truly legitimate. Like it's it, one of like the gorier things out there. I think, yes. I don't have it in front of me, but I think Greg Nicotero did the effects for this movie and they're, they're really good and it is better in 3D, but it's still absolutely worth a watch and is my favorite Alexander Asher film.
0: I absolutely agree. It's my favorite of his as well. I mean, you just, yeah, you just laid some great extra notes on there. And also at the time, as you and I have said to each other in 3D in the theater, this was one of like the most impressive 3D movies, like where 3D actually was well utilized.
1: And they played up exactly where they should, right? Like the floating dick is what you want to be in 3D.
0: Yes. And it's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's just. Yeah, if you want a fun time with a aquatic horror, this you're not going to find more more fun and laughs and just ridiculousness than this. And and it's funny. Yeah, like I did have 1978 Piranha, obviously a number five, and it is technically like a loose remake, but they're they're very different movies, very different movies. And and this is the the superior version.
2: I should have watched this one.
0: Oh, you, case you got to watch this. This oh, is yeah, yeah, just yeah. this is just too much fun. This movie.
2: I wish you would have been with me when I was literally I was literally going between that one, that one, that one. One of them wasn't loading, and the other one was, and I was like, I don't know which one is going to load. <sighs> <laughs> and then that's how it was. Just, that's how I decided to watch the first one, and uh, and immediately I was like, oh wow, that is that a is that a cutout of a fish <laughs> underwater? Like it looks like just a paper fish <laughs> they just like
0: like literally um,
2: yeah it's it's you know at some points it would have been probably better to not show it at all but so in that way I definitely want to watch Piranha 3D because the effects and all that I think will really really help sell the concept
0: and even though it is not as good as Piranha 3D we just have to give a shout out for the sake of the incredible usage of the title that the sequel is called Piranha 3 D. Incredible it's title, too, good. <laughs> too fucking good. It's that big. Also, with an epic cast, you you get Christopher Lloyd back, and you get Gary Busey, David Hasselhoff, David Keckner and Katrina Bowden uh, from Thirty Rock. If you remember her,
1: Chef's Kiss, Three Chef's candy.
0: fucking kiss. This fucking Piranha 3D. Go see it. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't.
1: Okay, so it's, it's time for number ones, right? We're
0: here. We're here.
1: All right. Well, I I really, there was just no way this film wasn't going to be number one. It's been one of my favorites for as long as I can really remember. And we're going back to the well. This is 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: I could have, I literally guessed this.
2: I wrote it down. Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) I literally, Casey, same thing. I was like, that's going to be like his number two or number one. Fucking unbelievable. Oh, this
1: film is so fucking good. So well first of all, shout out Jack Arnold who directed this film. He directed several other great like B movies of the time, but also born in New Haven, Connecticut, shout out to O3. Wow, so, Wow sort of the squad. But yeah I mean, I think everybody knows this film and if they didn't before Shape of Water now they're you know familiar with Gilman. Um, this film was also in 3D. Um, I've never seen it that way. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I could someday, but it's still unlike Verona, where there's still something missing. This is placed like the same in 2D. Yeah, I mean the the creature is great. Uh, the the underwater photography is is incredible. I think this film looks amazing still to this day. It's aged really really well. I love like all the classic Universal monster horror movies. Um, and this one, you know, it's really truly scary uh, what they're able to pull off, especially for the time. They really kind of lean into the horror aspect. Uh, but what's really I don't want to say different. It's not like you like an original in that sense. But what was what is missing from a lot of these is this sort of like love angle, like we have in King Kong, um, which obviously gets explored to, to sort of the next level uh, in Shape of Water, which is a movie that I also love. But this is kind of written with Beauty and the Beast as the inspiration for the film, and that that plays on screen as well. And it's just it's always 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 been one of my favorites. And if you haven't seen it, you must watch it.
0: Oh, this one I can promise you I am going to watch. I actually meant to watch it for this episode, and it was one of the the nine that I didn't quite get to because I knew it would be on your list, so I wasn't too concerned. But yeah. I will 100% be watching this, probably for one of our Patreon catch-up apps. And I did not realize... So, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that this is the movie that inspired Shape of Water? Yes. I did not know that, and I, I absolutely adore shape of water i love that movie
1: and and this film is it's you know obviously shit goes down in shape of water and this has more of that sort of undertones of sensuality that that guillermo picked up on in his film Mm -hmm. um like i said kind of in a king kong way you know it doesn't go to that place but i love that shape of water exists to go to that place and now it's I can't think of this film without that one now. Like it really feels, even though this one has two sequels, that mm-hmm. feels like a sort of logical sequel of where we went.
0: Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I'm definitely going to watch this movie. I, I I am very intrigued by this one.
2: I am as well. It's been, it was definitely on the list. I knew it would be yours, so I just let it lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but that, that does not mean that I'm not interested in it at all because I am. It's a classic, and it was on almost every single list. So I knew I was, I should have gone for it had I had more time. But alas,
0: alas, <laughs> you have a different number one, and and we want to know what it is. That's right.
2: Yeah, my number one. I am shook that no one has said. Oh. Um, it is in my top ten movies of all time, and Ooh. whoa, it is. Yeah, it is. I hate to say it, and. Um, actually, I love to say it. say it. What am I? No, no, I love to say it, but I do know that it's a bold statement, and it is deep blue sea.
0: Wow! <laughs> deep, blue sea. deep blue sea. What a film. Deep blue sea. Deep, f- blue sea. F- deep blue sea.
1: Film. Incredible yeah. choice. Incredible. <laughs> this, wow! This Incredible.
2: Is, <laughs> this one has been my favorite movie for so long and i mean one of them but it's up there and to the point that one time in college i went to a guy's house that i went on a date with for the first night and i was in his apartment and it was on his shelf like his his dvd shelf and i was like yeah i'm gonna kiss that guy (laughs) that's really (laughs) he just he he didn't know he didn't know this was the ticket but this was the ticket this
0: was the fucking (laughs) ticket did he ever find out that was the ticket
2: I can't remember if I ever told him, but it definitely was like in my head. It just clicked. And I was like, yeah, I think I like this guy. I think this is, yeah, I think. I think this is going to I was like, I was so on the fence. I'm not kidding. I was so on the fence before that moment. And it was just like, that just shows what this movie does to me. You heard
1: it here first. Keep Deep Blue Sea on your DVD shelf. It's on (laughs) Lost
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I don't know how it works with the other ladies, but it works with this one. And Um yeah, it just has the best stack of characters, just like what you said about Anaconda. Adding in like a, you know, an amazing rapper to the mix is just what a genius idea. LL Cool J is is, you know, you don't think he could beat Samuel L. Jackson in the role, but he does. And I know out Samuel Jackson has the best speech, but LL Cool J has the best character. I agree. And it's just it's the idea of this movie is so smart. Because it just plays on like the worst part of humankind and that we're going, you know, that we were like, oh, you know, Alzheimer's disease is so important. We have to cure it. And it is. But we're going to find the most insane idea of making sharks smarter by increasing their brain size so that we have more fluid to cure Alzheimer's. But we won't even think of what could possibly happen when you make sharks even smarter than they already are and what that would do and I'm sure they'll they won't escape and I'm sure there's no chance they'll try and kill you and it's just I just wish that other shark movies played into that kind of relationship between us and sharks more and you know what we could do to or not even just sharks like anything in the ocean how we can make it I mean I guess Piranha kind of does that but like but Piranha, yeah, it's it's a copy. But anyway, just like a total original idea of something like this, and and so yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to how to go on except that it has the best speech, the best death, the best unexpected ending, the best idea, the best omelet, the best bird <laughs> best cast. Oh yeah, the bird, the bird. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's just I literally had on like my I'm not I mean this is becoming a little bit too. Era- look into my life but I literally no, had no, it's not. like I had like one of my like cute captions on Hinge for a while that you know like I can't remember what the prompt was but it was just like um, oh what's your most ir- irrational fear and it was what happens in Deep Blue Sea but I would love LO Cool J's perfect omelet <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> that is incredible <laughs> which by the way is made with two eggs, not three. Amateurs often add milk for density, and this is a mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is just knowledge getting spit right now.
2: This movie is just too good, and yeah, the sharks don't look incredibly real, but they are so, like, perfect for the movie, and I don't even need it to be any better than it is, because it is campy, but it just pushes past it enough to be fucking great.
0: No, this is such a great choice and such a great number one. Like you said, L.L., Samuel, you've got Thomas Jane, Michael Rappaport, Stellan Skarsgård, um, Saffron Burroughs. There, there's there's a big cast, and like it's so funny. The, honestly, this could have made my top five. It only didn't, one, because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, and two, it's weirdly enough been one of those movies that I've seen a couple times but I feel like everyone else has seen way more and it's not because I don't thoroughly enjoy it. It's just like some movies randomly evade you and this is one and it's so I, I almost could guarantee that if I had watched it this week, it probably would have snuck onto the, onto the top end of my list. But, uh, I had a feeling one of you would have it, and I'm so glad not only that you have it, Casey, but I didn't realize how much it meant to you. So this is a legendary number one.
1: Okay, <laughs> movie idea. I thought of this when Casey was talking about making the shark smarter. Deep Blue Sea 4, what if they take an animal that's already super smart, such as an orca, and make it even more smart? Oh, okay. my gosh you guys are not feeling this one. People see four with an orca. I think I think, I,
2: this works. I think it's I think it's a genius I- idea because 2 and 3 just went to the shallow end. So I think we definitely yeah. need we need that and if we learn anything from this podcast is that each one of our ideas is better than the last and that <laughs> might be
0: <laughs> this might be the idea to rule them all.
1: I mean, thanks. Yes. Thanks. Mostly to the movie Orca from 1977, but also that Blackfish. I mean, people are pro Orca right now. This is time to jump on it. We're ready for Orcas to take revenge on stupid humans. True.
2: My goodness, timely. Yes,
1: timely.
2: We need a great. We need a great music for this too. You know, we have to. I mean, the only song that I can think of that is equated to an Orca movie right now is. You know, oh, River Jordan by Michael Jackson. So I yeah. feel like we need, <laughs> we need something else.
0: I feel like we need John Williams to whip us up a legendary score. I didn't even 100%. mention this,
1: but Orca is scored by Ennio Morricone. So no way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: Wow.
2: Okay. Well, if at least Orca versus Jaws had equally, well, not equally, but contending scores.
1: Two accomplished scores. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. Deep Blue Sea Four. though, wait, just one second. You did say <laughs> you did you did say four is the best. Your favorite number for sequels. Oh, that's true. And I just,
0: Which by I the way was, was a doing... complete lie. But you know what? Maybe it's true as of right now.
2: <laughs> it's Blue a full C4. circle moment, regardless. And so here it is, Deep Blue Sea Four. Full circle. Orca. Full circle. Yep.
0: Casey, remember that that night that we hung out and we just kept saying full circle. Yes. <laughs>
2: Do you know that your name in my phone now is Full Circle? No, it oh is
0: my not. God. No,
2: it oh is God. not. It 100% is. And every single time I go to call you and I say, Siri, call Justin. It calls a different Justin because you are Full Circle in my phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Mike. We'll detail this night from a couple of years ago to you off pod, but it was it was just a legendary night where – We had so many revelations, and it all was just coming full circle.
2: We also realized that both of us live in a world of tangents, and we would just be like, oh my god, are we ever (laughs) going to get back to where we started? And then when we did, we were like, full circle!
0: (laughs) (laughs) We both can talk forever. That's why I am part of a podcast.
1: Possible full circle. Deep Blue C4, what if we also co-bill it as Orca 2 or Free Willy Five. I think there's five Free Willys. Like it's just it's just like when you take a flight and it's coded for different airlines. It just has different titles based on whatever like franchise it, you want. Should
0: it be Blue C Four and then in parentheses it just says Orca Two, Orca Two, and then there's a sub parentheses that says Free Willy Five. I don't think that'll yes. ever have been done in film history. I no, uh,
2: yeah, wow, wow. This it could incredible. be that, or it could be an entirely crazy title, like the whatever the first number that. Mike did. What was it? Mako? What was it?
0: Mako, the jaws of death.
2: Yeah, something like that, and then parentheses all three of those movies all oh put god. together.
0: Oh my <laughs> god.
1: Till it comes revenge. Yes. Yeah. I
2: love that. Some like really bold big title. Wow. Okay.
1: Well, full circle. It's town's number one.
0: Wow. We're here. We're at the end. And speaking of uh full circle, the episode started with a shark. And it's going to end with one. Oh. Is it
1: Jaws 5?
0: It is not Jaws 5. It is. And this, I have to say, talk about being shook. When I started this movie, I did not think this was going to be the movie that blew me away of every movie. And it blew me the fuck away It was not even a question that this was my favorite film that I watched all week, and and now my favorite film of the genre, and that is 2016's The Shallows. Oh wow! Oh my god! God. Wow!
2: (laughs) I was like, if he says The Shallows right now, I'm gonna fall over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Blake Lively! It's a one location movie, and the the general plot line is Blake Lively plays a, a medical student who her mother has died recently from cancer. She takes a break from school and she wants to travel to this super secluded beach that um, her mom had visited when she was younger in Mexico. And she sur- uh, Blake Lively like surfs in this. Her name's Nancy and um, she makes her way. To this secluded beach and she starts going surfing and there ends up being, of course, a great white shark. It bites her leg and she ends up stranded in the ocean towards the end of the day. Nobody is there and she has to survive. It truly was fucking crazy to me. It felt it felt real. It felt like the best performance I've ever seen from Blake Lively, it it gripped me the whole time. I was on the edge of my seat. I felt like it was the most it, of all the movies I watched. It by far gripped me the most felt the most suspenseful for me. It was, it was similar to the reef in the sense of, I felt like it could happen. Like, yes, I'd probably would be exercise a little more caution and have you know, there, there are two other guys out there surfing when she starts. I probably would have gone in when they did to be safe. But I try to keep in mind, you know, she is going through a lot. She's very confident in her abilities and she's used to surfing somewhere where sharks are not really an issue. So somehow it happened and everything from that moment on just feels brutally real. And I just, yeah, I I, I loved this movie. I, I loved it so much, like, I could honestly just throw it on again right now. I thought it was awesome. And I, I'm, I'm excited to be able to champion it at number one.
2: I loved this movie as well. I don't know if it fully equates the Reef in terms of realistic, because I don't know if a human being can actually outrun a shark as many times as she did, but... Or I'll swim. Sorry, she didn't run anywhere.
0: But she's not running.
2: <laughs> oh, I forgot. She's an Olympic <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> um, but I do. I did think it was an amazing feat um, for a shark movie, especially because she like basically handles the entire movie herself. And obviously, she's gorgeous, and she's in a bikini, so that's helpful. But I do think it did not hurt. <laughs> it did not hurt. But I do think that it's in in general, a very solid shark movie. And as queen of that subgenre, I'm going to dub myself. um, Considering I wanted to put only five shark movies on my top five. And I was like, I guess I'll put in an alligator movie. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but all of them were sharks. Oh my god.
0: I actually totally did not fully notice that until right now, and that's incredible.
2: And most of my honorable mentions are also sharks, and that one is on there, so kudos I'm I'm here for it for sure
0: thank you and I want to just throw and I then I want to hear what Mike has to say about it by the way if he's seen it but uh the director of this film who forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong at all I I believe it's Jaime Koye Sarah he is a Sp- Spanish American uh, director but he Also, it's so funny, like if you he actually just recently directed Jungle Cruise, the the rock and Emily Blunt movie. But otherwise, he does. He's done like a bunch, a few horror and then a few. He must be like buddies with Liam Neeson because they've done Unknown Nonstop and The Commuter all together. So it's an interesting little career that he's built for himself. I think The Shallows is is his best that I've that I've seen. I thought he did a really fucking good one location movie.
1: Uh, Yeah. And we should just mention, you know, nonstop in the commuter fall under the single location thrillers, especially those involving transport. subjects. yes, that we spoke about.
0: Earlier. Yes. He's great at single locations.
1: <laughs> uh, though my favorite movie is definitely House of Wax. But um,
0: I actually love that House of Wax. Me, too.
1: Me, too uh yeah the shallows uh blake lively's better than i thought she would be in it uh i didn't really like this i thought that was kind of long stretches that i wasn't really into but then the very end of the film well not the prologue that's totally unnecessary but like the actual sort of like climax of the film where it completely stops being like realistic anymore is hilarious and great and that one moment is enough for you to watch it gets the stamp of approval
0: Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I wish you liked it more. I think it's incredible.
1: She's great in it. She's better than I thought. I mean, she'll never get near her performance in Accepted. Obviously, one of the greatest movies of all time. But like,
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie is so underrated. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Mike's
0: going to lose it right now.
1: Mike's I, I forgot that Casey Byron it. also will, like holds it down for Justin Long. So, we have to talk about it every time. Oh, she's yeah. Up.
2: I mean, all I want to say is, I'm really dealing with some really intense herbs. <laughs> <laughs> i sat by him by the Close way sorry this
1: flavor. is <laughs> <the explosion laughs> flavor.
2: i sat by him at stout burger one time wow and i had like a whole conversation with him and the whole time i was like oh how do i like quote this movie just as many times as possible and yeah. see if he like picks up on it and i was just like i don't want to geek out next yeah. to this guy who is he what else has he done
1: <laughs> yeah we don't know his most famous creation is wads so I, I don't really know yeah.
2: Sorry, totally random, but yes, accepted classic. Yes,
1: we snuck in Justin Long, and that means that we can close out the podcast or get to our <laughs> honorables at least.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, should should we say that maybe Justin Long should be in the shark movie? Because has he done that? He did that terrible Walrus movie, but.
1: No, no and he has done, uh, what's that? Oh my God, what's that uh, Sam Raimi movie? From Hell. No, not From Hell. Um, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell.
0: Oh yes
2: right yeah I From think, Hell's a different I movie, which I, I think we I think he should be in it. I'm just I gonna so. you know we'll throw him a bone.
1: He should be the lead He should be the, the lead and maybe it'll only be him. He'll be completely by himself <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good question um, J- Justin, if Justin Long was in place of Blake Lively in the shallows would you have found the movie oh, as enjoyable?
0: That is a good question. I honestly think I would have. I think it wouldn't matter if it was a guy or girl, it would just matter that they did a good acting job in the role. I just loved what happens in the movie. But Blake Lively doing such a solid acting job is what sold me on the film. So if Justin Long could go toe to toe and give me just as much realism out of the performance then fuck yeah bring it on bring it on my fellow justin
1: all right so we have to make every movie that we discussed in this pod all of them starring justin long <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 should we should we recap
0: yes yes okay so mike give us five to one
1: all right i am five Make out the jaws of death four it came from beneath the sea three godzilla two orca one creature from the black Lagoon.
2: All right, my five is Lake Placid, four 47 meters down, three the reef, two jaws, and one deep blue motherfucking sea. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) And I am five 1978's Piranha, four Anaconda, three Crawl, two 2010's Piranha 3D, and one The Shallows. Now, it's time to talk honorables Casey, please lead lead us off.
2: All right. So I don't have an insane list, but, well, Crawl was on there. Piranha was on there. The Shallows was on there. Open Water is probably the top one of the honorables that I think okay?
0: Okay. We need to talk. (laughs) Open Water, I had never seen. I think it's in my bottom 10 movies ever made. It was an absolute flaming piece of shit, in my opinion.
2: Oh my goodness, we were in such a good role for a little (laughs) bit.
0: (laughs) This is the one, I was almost hoping one of you put it on your list so I could just tear it apart.
1: I'm not a big fan. Fuck,
0: it was, I thought it was bad. Like, and I I went in thinking I was going to like it.
2: Which one did you watch, the first first, or the second? the The first, okay. The first is better than the second. It pl- it plays it's based on a true story, so you have to start there, and you have to give some credit there. We don't know what happens, so it, it you know it fills in some gaps, and there isn't a ton of gore and stuff. So I'm not really sure it could be called underwater horror. Other than the fact that they're in the water and it's scary, but like you don't really it doesn't fit a lot of the other categories. But playing on my fear of the ocean and the fact that it was a real story, the entire time I was just like. Scared. And that's kind of why I really liked it. Because I was like, yeah, no, this is this is a terrifying concept. Maybe if I watched it a bunch more times I would maybe knock it down, but and it's not on the list, so let's just keep that in mind. But it is definitely an honorable mention and I stand behind it.
0: As you should. And like I'm glad that someone else likes it. I also could not wait to tear it apart because my reasoning and that is all, all your reasoning is very sound for why you enjoy it. What kills me about it is I feel like even though it's n- okay, they try to play on like sort of the found footage stuff, but all the other found footage movies, I actually find very fucking interesting, even when they're doing sort of menial, maybe what other people would consider boring things. But this movie just I thought the entire front bit of it with like them at the hotel and like all this stuff was just so boring. And I, I hated the two leads. I thought they were terrible actors. Then when they go on the boat and they, they go and it's like this fucking long, long, like 10 plus minute scene of them, like swimming around in the water. And I'm just like, all right, guys, like this is, come on like this is just getting a little ridiculous and then the whole movie is just them in the water obviously yes it's terrifying to be in open water so far from anything you're probably gonna die but I I don't know it just didn't it didn't have enough for me to enjoy it and it just the ending I hated I guess I won't ruin it, but it just—you
2: want to so bad. Yeah, we just like, so, don't, so bad. Watch it, and this is the end, and no one watches. Yeah,
0: yeah, literally now you never need to watch it, but it just—yeah, I don't know. It just—it really did not do like the concept does it for me thirty times more than the actual movie. Like the movie just really triggered me and i did not like it
1: yeah i think the con- the connecting thought between what you guys are saying is yes casey it's a terrifying concept but also yes town it doesn't translate well to film like you're just sort of there yes. for a long like they, i know what they're doing and i know they're taking a bold choice to do it that way but they should have just made it a short film like half hour tops
0: because mm-hmm. there's a whole
1: extra hour where you're just in the water like okay i mean we're just here i hope something will happen soon and it doesn't
2: yeah, fair enough. I wish one of you guys said the Meg so I could rip it apart because that was a terrible. Oh, show. I fucking wow. love the Meg,
0: but it's not horror, <laughs> but it's fucking awesome.
2: That is a campy, campy, campy thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, the Meg, the Meg counts. I think the Meg totally counts. Oh shit, it. It counts. that would have it, it is.
0: That would have maybe been on my list if it counted. I thought I think of it more as action, just because Statham. I think of it as like campy action, but it is fuck. not good. If well, I I have the Meg on my honorables. Then in that okay. case, I fucking All right, love so we, we the can Meg.
2: Fight it. we can fight in honorables. Yes, because I call it a dishonorable. I hate it. The Meg is bad.
1: Wow, it is I, bad. Words. I totally agree with Casey. She's right.
0: Oh, I totally yeah. disagree. Give me Statham and sharks, and I'm fucking in.
2: That's because you're a fast, you're a Fast and the Furious, you know, freak. So you're like, nope, this is it. But for me. I'm a shark freak, and I'm like, nope. If you're not going to make the movie good, then I don't want you in it. State them. and it was PG-13, FYI. Eh,
0: I was okay with that surprisingly, and I'm usually not for these movies, but you know, they they, they made it work. It was fun.
2: All right, all right. Let's all right. move along. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Move do, you, do you have
0: more? Do you have more honorables, case?
2: I watched The Abyss, um, and I watched oh, Below. Yeah. The Abyss, I don't think counts as underwater horror, um, but. Or maybe it does, I don't know, but it wasn't scary. So um, I liked it a lot, but it didn't make it. And Below, I didn't finish. So I don't know if these are called honorables. I'm more just telling you what I did this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should just mention briefly, like, you know, Town and I did an episode on twin films, but what happened in, what is it, like 89 or whatever, where there was literally six films that are the exact same film? So The Abyss, Leviathan, what else? Deep Star 6, The Rift. Uh, I think I've seen like half of them and they're all the same film, but they're actually all okay.
0: I did not watch any of those and meant to, but then I sort of read up on them and I was like, oh, I'm going to spend my time on other things. I am going to watch the Abyss. I haven't watched the Abyss yet and I need to.
1: Underwater is like that same sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. I just, what was that last year that came out?
2: Yeah, I liked that. I liked Underwater. That was also on my honorables.
0: Oh, I didn't really like it. I watched it last night and I mean I love Kristen Stewart. I'm a big fan of hers actually. I thought it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't open water bad, but it was uh it was uh, it was okay.
2: I think it just goes down to this 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 genre is difficult to find a lot of ones where you're like yes, top five.
0: Yes, yes. I'd say the only movie we haven't discussed that I would throw on there is an honorable not because I necessarily loved it, but because I thought that it had a really interesting premise and it was it was pretty trippy is uh is triangle,
1: oh yeah, I oh I like watched that.
2: that too. I don't know if that counted, so I didn't put it on there on the it's on all our at, it's all
1: at c so I think it counts, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. I think it counts, but it was um. Yeah, I wanted to like it even more than I think I did just because I there's some people that are extremely passionate about this movie and like think it's one of the best movies ever made, but as much as it did blend a couple genres that I I enjoy and I and I really respected what they did with it, it it's just so dark that I I don't know, I I don't think I could get a I think I get rewatchability out of it a few times noticing things that are that they are clearly in place because it sounds like it's it was done very like tightly like the the director knew what the fuck he wanted to do and so like everything is backed up by something and I guess when you rewatch it a bunch of times like you notice things every time which that's really cool but it's just such a like dark movie I don't know how much I could rewatch it
1: I think that's fair it's it's absolutely yeah. worth one watch but it does not have a lot of rewatchability yeah even by the end of the film, like the concept is sort of, it's getting to be too much. Like It hurts your brain a little bit, and you're like, all right, let's wrap this up. This is just going to go on forever, Like, because that's the nature of the
0: movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, wait, so is that me, Honorables?
0: That's you. Yes.
1: Uh, How can I? Let me, or I'll go quick, but I'll, so let's go with alligator movies that we didn't cover. Dark Age, amazing film. Alligator itself, probably the best alligator movie. Can't believe we missed that. I thought for sure someone would have it definitely see alligator if you haven't. Rogue, that one's fun. I like that. And eaten alive, it's a Toby Hooper film he did after uh, Texas Chainsaw and it's almost as fucked up, so take that for what you will if you want to see that. How about like mermaid creature things? Humanoids from the deep?
2: Mm, that was on the list oh, of things. Do you guys see
1: sweetheart that came out like what is it? 2 years ago now? That's pretty solid as well. Um, parasite stuff, The Bay uh, it's a found footage film that's really good it's it's a little bit more terrestrial i didn't think it totally qualified but it's it's close enough that i would recommend it here and uh sea fever i don't know if you guys have heard of that it's like an irish film from
2: almost watched five that
1: five years ago that's good you should definitely watch that yeah okay um
2: i almost feel like i'm gonna watch it and think it was it was really good
1: it's good it's I was really good a lot yeah. about it yeah um harpoon this is this is like uh i don't think we had anything with like people killing each other i think we all had like animals but harpoon is one where it's like people and it's like a paranoia sort of thing uh that's pretty solid as well we missed the host that bong Joon ho film that oh we my god made a joke about course. in the last film that was very close to making my list and the last one that i'll throw out is doesn't really qualify but given the audience that i have i just figured i'd throw it out here casey have you seen europa report
2: no I've never even heard of it.
1: So it's, it's a space movie and it's like an alien thing and they go to space. Uh, they land on Jupiter and then they're like doing some underwater stuff and much like The Abyss or Leviathan or all those movies, you know, they find some stuff down there. Uh, let's say that they were not expecting. It doesn't really take place underwater, but they're studying the water. So I'd recommend it to you regardless because it fits both the episodes you've done so far.
2: Very cool. Very that sounds cool. like a perfect ma- marriage. That's not the top. I honestly that and Orca, I think, are the top two. I'm going to watch first.
1: Okay. I think. Well, I think we've done a, a fair bit of honorables I think so too. Anyone? Any last movie ideas that we just thought of in the last two, two minutes?
2: Um, not that I thought of in the last two minutes, but Amy and I have talked about how we want to make it's kind of like a bit of Piranha and Jaws, or like a shark movie, but it's like a shark. A freshwater shark comes. A, I don't a bull shark. I think you can can be in freshwater, yeah, but it both. gets both, yeah. it gets to a lake for a camp, and it's like a big camp shark movie where oh, nice. yeah. all the counselors are getting killed, and somehow the campers are fine. And anyway, it's just a, it's a it's a play on it's basically like wet hot American summer meets shark movie.
1: Not, a, not enough bull shark stuff out there. They kill like a shit ton of people.
2: I know, and the freshwater shark idea is freaking scary because we think we're safe and we're not. They
1: can come right in a river. This is this That's is the next like. idea. This has been a fruitful effort. It really has. Yeah.
2: Everyone listening, though, you cannot steal that, any of these ideas. Yeah, these are copyrighted. Okay.
1: Yeah. We so if you want to the
2: Patreon, you can one hundred percent. Hey. <laughs> I
0: know.
1: What a plug! All right.
0: What a fucking <laughs> plug! What a plug! I love it. Come become a member of the Patreon. Casey's a member. She's she's one of the cool kids. If she's doing it, you all should. There's so much bonus content. And then we get to just make up movie ideas and all make money off it together. That's that's what happens. But this has just been incredible. Again, case it's a pleasure every time. And it it'll keep being a pleasure whenever the next time is.
2: We gotta get specific. We gotta get even more specific as it goes on, but I'm ready.
0: Alright, we're gonna get as niche as we possibly can. And you guys know we want to hear your favorite aquatic horror films. Did we miss any? Let us know. Top fives and deep dives is our Instagram handle. And you can find us on Twitter at, at Top everywhere. Dives. Yes. We love everyone. Love you, we love Talk Casey, and Bye. we'll see you next week. Peace. Top fives, deep dives.
1: Top fives, deep dives. Dives with out of PTM Top Vives deep dives with out of PTM Top Vives deep dives with out of PTM My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese Followed by Quentin Tarantonius. Should
2: we go? I'm a shark freak.